world of Pokémakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us Alex and JD. For some people, Pokémon are pets. Others, use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokémon and a world for them to inhabit. Last time we talked about the map. Yep, we planned out just the general details and we're going to go over those more and more as we start developing each individual area, the roots and whatnot. And also we made Small Fry. Small Fry, a little baby fishy thing that looks like a fish little egg. fish egg. With, still with the fins and tail. And yeah. We like orb Pokemon here, we you do. know, we like to ponder the orb. <laughs> Which evolves into Slammon. Slammon! <laughs> It's a salmon Pokemon, pure water type, but with a form change similar to Darmanitan, where once it's taken half of its health, it changes form to a water fire type. It's a fried salmon. Yeah. It's slamming. Following on from that conversation from last time, we got a reply on Twitter from at San underscore Geskiere, who suggested for the numbering of our root system, starting from the starting towns, going with Route North 1, or North Route 1, and then from Red Beach in the south, it'd be South Route 1, which I think is a really neat idea, and then they meet up in the middle yeah. and like it's a very central area that would be important to the region anyway so it's not illogical for there to be a reason why it would match up there yeah so I really like the suggestion thank you very much I think we're probably gonna go with that yeah no that's brilliant but we're not talking about the roots yet today though we are heading over to the town map Today we're going to be talking about a geographic feature that there is plenty of here in the Pacific Northwest. Mountains! Mountains! We're going to be planning out a mountain range. Obviously we've already got Mount Mustard with multiple towns on it, but this is going to be more your traditional mountain range, which is going to be a cave, a dungeon in video game parlance. You're going to be exploring it, traveling through it, there'll be obstacles, some of which you might need, certain techniques from your elemental shards to mm -hmm, overcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alex, tell us a little bit about the mountains here in the Pacific Northwest. There are a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So there are like two major mountain regions in the United States. Mm -hmm. There's the ones on the East Coast and the ones on the West Coast. The ones on the East Coast, if that's what you're more familiar with, those are much older mountains. Mm. They are very soft. They are round. They're smaller. They're shorter. They're, they're right? smaller and shorter and lower mountains. Yeah. Over here on the West Coast, our mountains are babies. <laughs> <laughs> we have volcanoes. We have the Rocky Mountains, which are, in geological terms, relatively new formations. Scant babies of only a few million years old. Or yeah. Something. They're much taller. Taller, they're much sharper. They're beautiful. They're so cool. Mount Hood. About yeah, it. Mount oh, Hood's yeah. nearby. Mount Adams. Yeah. Mount St. Helens. You Although know, that it, one's a lot flatter now because it exploded. Well, very famous volcanic <laughs> eruption. Still a very famous mountain as a result, though. Yeah, yeah. And those are just like the individual peaks that mm. stick out. There's also a range of mountains yeah. as well that goes along the whole west coast. Yeah, more like Mount Coronet style than Pokemon terms, which mm. is not really one specific mountain. It has one highest peak, but it is yeah. an entire range that runs it's up like and a... down that region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be a series of mountains, like a range of mountains, or it could just be one singular mountain. We have both mm. of those things here. Well, we've already got a singular specific mountain in mm. Mount Mustard. I think as well that there's going to be a more general range, more like Mount Coronet, where it is various caves and passages and climbing points, but not to the same scale or extent as Mount Coronet. Mm. Based on a specific mountain range here, what's the name of the mountain range? 
in Oregon. The Cascades? The Cascade Mountains. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I want to bring up an email we got as well. Another response from a listener. Okay. From Alina, giving some suggestions on locations. Dear Alex and JD of Pokermakers, I've lived in Washington my whole life and have a few tips and suggestions for locations in the northern region. First of all, in the north, there should have a waterfall area called Crest Falls or Misty Falls. I love that. Mm. Like, there are so many gorgeous, beautiful waterfalls here. Yeah, I I would love to do... We're not too far away from Multnomah Falls, Mm -hmm. which you see... It's in, like, every movie, right? Yeah, any movie set in the Pacific Northwest, you'll probably get a glimpse of Multnomah Falls. It's in Twilight. Mm. Although not necessarily in the Pacific Northwest, right? Like, sometimes it's just used to be a pretty waterfall. It's a pretty waterfall, and it's in things all of the time. (laughs) There's also a famous haunted ceremony called Maltby Cemetery, where if you climb to the 13th step at midnight, it's said that when you descend, you will enter hell. It could be some (laughs) sort of fun side area, scary quest. And I like that idea, like, it's the kind of thing Pokemon loves to do, like, play into spooky myths a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that a lot in our Halloween episode. We did. And I think that's the kind of thing you could absolutely expect to see happen in Clay Valley. Yeah. The names there, Crest Falls and Misty Falls. I really like Crest Falls. It feels more subtle. Yeah. A bit of a lesser known character, but a really fun one. And again, it conveys, you know, plants as well, so a very natural, out there, wooded area. So I can see there being those sorts of areas around here. Misty Falls, though, is fun because I already had planned to use Misty. It was one of the first names for an area I came up with. We're basing a mountain range on the Cascade Mountains. <laughs> Misty gives out the Cascade Badge. Nice. These will be the Misty Mountains. Yeah. Which, it just makes me happy. Like that song from The Hobbit. If you say so. <laughs> I don't know The Hobbit. So yeah, the Misty Mountain Ridge, which you can imagine will have like maybe some like low level fog, particularly at the higher points. Yeah. So I'm thinking the Misty Mountains will be kind of a counterpoint to the Redwoods area in the south. Mm-hmm. It won't be on the same scale as that. But mm. it'll be a relatively large area that you'll pass through a couple of times while you're exploring this part of the region, like going from a few towns to another. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned you wanted this to be a dungeon in yeah. the video game sense. Do you want to talk about what kind of things we're going to find in there? Do you want to talk about what kind of Pokemon you're going to find? Well, we'll talk about at least one kind of Pokemon okay. later on. Okay. <laughs> Puzzle aspects. I want to talk about something in particular from Pokemon Legends Arceus. Okay. Which, at the time you're listening to this, has been out for two weeks. This shouldn't be much of a Spoiler, if you haven't played it and you're waiting, it's a pretty minor thing, but it is a it is a slight thing. From the trailers of the game, if you've seen a trailer, you'll know that they've got essentially the return of the Poké Ride system from Sun and Moon. Uh-huh. You ride around on the new Weirdeer, Basculegion over water, and Braviary to fly. There are more than just those ones, though, and one that essentially gives you an equivalent to Rock Climb, the okay. HM from Zinno, but it plays more like climbing as Link in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> nice. You can just scale mountains to an extent you know, as far as the map allows, this ability just lets you climb on the majority of surfaces. There's any cliff face. I love the idea that we could have that kind of thing in this game to just let you explore routes more freely. Mm. I don't think it could work to the same extent unless we were doing the overworld in very much the same way as Legends Arceus. Yeah. And I don't think we want to do it quite like that. I think we want to be somewhat more similar to a traditional Pokemon game as yeah. far as the routes are concerned. Mm. But that kind of thing in a cave could be particularly useful and interesting. Sure, yeah. I think as well depending on whether you're playing Pokemon North or South, you would have access to different elemental shards, Mm -hmm. and that would allow you access to different abilities to help you navigate this cave in a different way. So I think one that would let you navigate it more easily, you would get further in the North, so that when you're playing Pokemon South, you would be able to navigate these early caves more easily, because they're the early parts of the game for you. But then when you're playing Pokemon North, you haven't got that ability yet, so you have to keep going through the more difficult path. There's there's multiple paths in this dungeon. Some of the more recent Pokemon 
Pokemon games changed how strength worked. You know, okay. you used to have boulders that you pushed around, right? Yeah. And then more recent games, you had much larger ones that you could push, and they would sink into holes. Uh huh. And then they'd stay in those holes permanently. Yeah. Yeah. So like certain dungeons will have one of these strength boulders at the beginning, but you can't push it from your side. But then you go around through the dungeon, and then you're able to push it through, and it essentially creates a shortcut to go through that dungeon later, so you don't then have to completely re-explore everything. Yeah. It just creates a more easily accessible path for when you're replaying. Yeah. I'm thinking something like that essentially, an ability that once you have it lets you traverse the area more easily which could be this wall climbing ability specifically if it's a rock climbing ability if you can only use it on rock then this ability would let you navigate caves more easily but wouldn't help say in the redwoods area yeah no i i like that like it yeah. only works on yeah. like rocks particularly like sturdy rock surfaces mm-hmm. yeah. small hills and stuff that yeah. you could walk up yourself or you know there might be short ledges that are put in place to like keep your character from going yeah certain places yeah. and it's like no that's not a sturdy enough thing for you yeah. to climb up on yeah it very much depends on the kind of area you're in yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it's like a mountain climbing kind of yeah very much mountain climbing so to that I'm thinking like for the specific Pokemon that can use it mm-hmm. Pokemon essentially that have part of them that could function like a pick yeah like for climbing so a very sharp appendage to so say Scyther yeah. or Bishop something it doesn't have to necessarily be a part that's part of them as well if they could use a move it'd be the kind of thing where there would just be it's a little it would feel kind of arbitrary but there's a logical reason behind it yeah in the same way as like which Pokemon can learn what HMs. Mm-hmm. Say, for the most part, a Pokemon can only learn fly if it's big enough to physically carry you. Yeah. Not always true, but as a general rule. Yeah. yeah. I think probably all steel types would be able to do this sure. because they are steel. Even if they don't visibly have that kind of appendage, in theory, they'd be able to make one or manipulate things in such a way. Yeah. Possibly rock types can use it as well because probably. they have that inherent connection. Yeah. And then you get weird things like picky peck. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Considering the map, we've now posted the map that we discussed last time on Twitter so if you want to follow along anytime we're talking about map related things there's now a guide a loose general version of the map to talk about and you can just go to our Twitter page and find it yeah you don't have to have a Twitter account or anything do you think Mount Mustard as the mountain itself would be considered part of this mountain range probably part of it but like a A a distinct separate so like routes between Mount Mustard and other cities that you'll still go out and about but some part of the route between Mount Mustard and Surgeport, say, probably contains part of the Misty Mountains. Yeah. There will also probably be obstacles that would involve using the Ice Elemental Shard in whatever oh, way, yeah. because that's the first one you get at, from Nick's Gym. So again, that would be the kind of obstacle that if you start in the north, you can clear more easily. There's a million things you can do, but what kind of obstacle do you think would be an ice type obstacle, but also that makes sense to be like in mountain caves and on mountainsides? Ooh. So two things came to mind. Uh-huh. You could either play in to the mountains being like very high elevation and mm-hmm. put you know some big snowballs or ice blocks or something that you need to use ice to beat ice with yeah yeah or you could use the ice power to destroy the rocks you know the thing where the water <laughs> gets in the cracks and it expands yeah and then breaks the rocks apart well that's why ice is strong against ground though not ground, rock not rock mm, uh, completely different you see those, <laughs> pokemon logic those two being different types is wild i like the idea of it being something that is specifically an ice thing. So I like the snowball thing, but what if it starts as a small snowball and builds up and rolls? Oh. And then 
there's a few things you can do it at that point. It could be that then you need to use that giant boulder-sized snowball to break something. Sure. Or it could be that you use it to create a platform. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like fill in a gap that you can yeah. cross. Or potentially it like makes a step that you're able to yeah. go up more easily. Or some combination yeah. of those. Yeah. Using that snowball mechanic in a variety of different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the ice-type elemental shard gives you the power to roll up a snowball, maybe in the same way as you often do in video games. You have to make sure you get it to the right point, not too big or too small, or else you have to start over. What kind of Pokemon get access to that ability? Ice types. Yeah. It can be partly based on your attack stat. Like, you need to be physically mm. strong enough to manipulate sure, the ice yeah, in that yeah. way. Yeah, things that are strong enough to push things around. Yeah. It could be ice types or Pokemon with a certain attack stat. So then ice types, you're able to use the ability more when you're in the early game in Pokemon South, mm. because you're going to have ice types in the local area you can call on, or higher attack stats if you're not using an ice type or it's later in the game or whatever else. Sure. Is this a mix of cave systems and outdoor? For sure. Very specifically would draw on a lot of the Mount Coronet exploration where when you get to some of the higher areas, you're exploring areas that have got snow cover Mm. to them, which you have to navigate the inside areas to get to some of those. In our game, you might not necessarily have to do that. You might be able to do it on the inside or outside. Sure. Different areas require different exploration. I think sometimes you would just go along the outside of it. Sometimes you would just go through an inside tunnel. And sometimes, particularly later on, you might go through more of a mix of it. There could be an area as well, access through here, that's only available either very late in the game or in the post-game. Sure. And then my only other concern is aesthetics. For the most part, I think classic Pokemon caves, think Mount Moon, Mount Coronet. Just very, like, brown, Yeah, brown rocks. Areas. Um, Maybe some snow cover in the higher elevations where you're getting that Absolutely, yeah. It could have some more the Galar Mines sort of stuff going on. Like, it could have torches and lights along the walls, for instance. Sure, yeah. That have been placed there previously. Yeah. It could be, like, a separate offshoot room that's, like, a gemstone cavern. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. It's like, well, I guess I was going to ask, are there going to be other cave systems around? Like, is there going to be another one with, like, a sort of different aesthetic of more of that, like, gemstone-y cave? Mm-hmm. The gemstone area, because, like, they're going to be deeper underground, right? Yeah. So that could be, like, a sort of a basement area that you get mm. to later on in the game, again, when you're exploring sure. to get to a certain area. Yeah. Maybe there's, like, a gemstone pathway that leads to a certain legendary Pokemon's room, yeah, for instance. Yeah. But there would also probably be a smaller sort of tunnel cave area further south. Okay. I am mostly asking because there's a relatively famous series of caves here in Oregon called Ape Caves. Okay. Named after Sasquatch sightings. Sure. So I was trying to figure out, is this the kind of place where you might encounter Spookoom at some point? Potentially. There could also be something like a cable car, as seen in um, mm. Hoenn had one going up the Jagged Pass, going up Mount Chimney, so that you could get up it very easily, but then there was like a slope going down that you would then navigate as a route. Sure, yeah. So there could be something like that in particular, so that in Pokemon Pokemon South, you could explore the higher points of the mountains more and then take this back down instead of going up. Sure, yeah. And then it could be that it only goes from the top down to the bottom. So sure. that when you're going through the mountain the other way, again, you have to navigate more of it. Mm. I'm very much picturing this as a hiking trail. Oh, for sure. This is very Pacific Northwest. We're going out to the mountains. We're going hiking. Well, I think we're all good on the uh, on the Misty Mountains. Perfect. It's time for Who's That Pokemon? Okay, so we have been talking about a mountainy area mm-hmm. and the cave system, and it is your turn to lead on a Pokemon this yep. week. So do you have an idea for this particular kind of theme? I sure do, Alex. Awesome. <laughs> 
essentially our game's answer to Geodude mm. or Roly Coley or Rog and Roller. I think we're going to have something along those lines. I want to include something that's kind of generic rock. Sure. But that's been done a lot in Pokemon already. Uh, my concept is try and take something that's been lightly touched on in Pokemon in the past, but not in this way. What rock formations can you find in caves? Stalagmites. Stalagmites and stalactites. Yeah. That's going to be the basis for this Pokemon. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Right? So Bergmite kind of touches on that a little bit. It's got that like icy point, but it's just that on its own and it evolves into the Avalog, which is... An a, iceberg. A, yeah, a table. And it's not rock. Which would be fun to scatter in in the higher elevations of this area yeah. as well. Yeah. Just to kind of mix it up a little bit. But yeah, yeah. it would be cool to have something mm-hmm. that's actually... So rock. this is a full three-stage evolution line. Okay. The first stage, it's a Stalagmite. It's on the ground. That's the basis. The second stage is a little bit more fluid. It could go a few ways, but that's essentially the stalactite. It could have levitate, it could be floating in the air. There could be a few parts to it. Like, it could be a stalagmite that also has a stalactite attached. The final stage, though, the final stage is the part that I really like. The focus point of it is it becomes a cave mouth. The mouth of a cave. Okay. But also it's a mouth, and the stalagmites and stalactites are teeth. Okay. It could maybe become a rock dragon that's, like, the entire cave oh. with the stalagmites and stalactites as its teeth. That's cool. Yeah. Where does it end, though? And- I haven't thought entirely okay. through. Okay. Its body could be something akin to Guzzlord. Yeah. It could be mostly a big round mouth. It could be on like, squat legs. Okay. I can make that work. Dragon type is just a suggestion. It doesn't, definitely doesn't have to be that. It could be like, it could be dark because it's a dark cave. Yeah. There's a few things it could be. I think personally I like dark better. Yeah. Dark could also work more so earlier in the evolution line, which I don't think would be the case for dragon. Dragon, it wouldn't make sense until it is the full mouth. Yeah. Yeah, idea. Yeah. Whereas Dark, you could do that for potentially the whole line. You could, yeah. Both types are relatively rare. Rock Dragon, you've got like Tyrantrum and mm. Tyrant. Rock Dark would be Tyranitar's type. Oh, okay. I mean, it could still be pure rock the whole way through. That's also an option. The type is flexible. So let's talk about the individual Pokemon. More. Yeah. Like Stalagmite. So it's mostly a triangle shape. I'm thinking it's narrower and taller than Bergmite. Yeah. Taller, narrower, made of rock. The sharp point feels dark to me as well. Having that little bit of danger. Mm. For now, let's assume dark type, I think. So now, design ideas, you can help me out here. What kind of face is this going to have? Craggy. Do you, well, do you think it's going to have two eyes and a mouth? Yeah, I like two eyes and a mouth. Like, yeah. I, I want the eyes to kind of glow a little bit. Like, you see glowing eyes in the dark in the cave. Are they gemstones? Oh, that's great. Mm. That's that's good. Or, you know what? Not necessarily gemstones, but yeah. they could be, like, metal ores. Sure, yeah. Like, some kind of reflective yeah. bit of something. Yeah. For a mouth, are you thinking, like, it's that, like, a jagged line kind of yeah, craggy little, opening? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I think you were thinking of the art that I did for the tombstone. Oh, possibly. Oh, Um, that's another rock type. In which I did that exact same thing. Yeah, okay. It can't be that then. I really like two glowing eyes Mm. that are kind of spooky. Yeah. You see those before you see what's going on there. They could be potentially like slightly, a little bit misaligned, like one higher than the other Mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Also, honestly, for a mouth, it could have like just a different shaped crack in it. It could be like an O, a circular little dot mouth. Sure. Oh, it's cry as an echo. Because it's a cave. Yeah, that's really cool. Oh, yeah. And I think, like, the little circular hole kind of mouth works for that. Sure, yeah. Yeah, okay. Especially because, like, as it evolves, it Mm -hmm. becomes big mouth. So starting with, like, a little, a tiny cave opening Right, of course it's got to have a mouth. The whole point is the final form is a mouth. Of course it's a mouth. Beyond that, it's, it's a rock. 
It doesn't, you know, it's a rock. Yeah, so baby, simple one. Yeah. Not like a whole lot going on visually. Yeah, darkish colours. It's a small one. Yeah. Or potentially it could like tend towards a lighter brown, for instance. Like a... Yeah, and I think maybe it gets darker as it goes. <sighs> yeah, that's it. That's the one. Looking at some images, it makes more sense as well. The baby is a bit less sharp. Yes. Like, when yeah. it's just a, like mite on the ground, the way they're formed as well, they tend to be a bit lumpier and a bit smoother and rounder. Yeah. And it can get sharper as it evolves. Yes. They get longer and sharper as the water drips mm-hmm. down and carries yeah. the sediment down. Yeah, right. So water being how they're formed, it could very be a rock water type. It could be. I think it probably makes more sense to just have a couple of water moves. Yeah. Like, it's not water. It was made by water. So it's... Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk specifically about the middle stage because this is the one that I've got the less well-formed idea. I don't know if I want it to be floating or not or if mm. I want it to be suspended off a stalagmite, essentially. Yeah, have like a big sort of base and then have it go up yeah. get, like really, really narrow in the center where they meet. Yeah, yeah. And then like widen back out again. You think that's the way to do it? I think that could be cool. Yeah. I don't I don't know if that's the right way. So it could be that like there's essentially a stalagmite that leads up to a stalactite but because they're touching it doesn't quite feel the same way. But then yeah. that one stalactite could then have a wider top that could have more stalactites coming down from it. Yeah, to sort of fill it out a little bit and bridge that gap between one tiny thing and then like a whole giant cave. Yeah. And then also having those multiple like smaller stalactites and stalagmites on the bottom mm-hmm. as well. You can see how that would start to form like that mouth shape. Yeah, when yeah. It evolves. Alternatively, it could be the 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 evolved stage is essentially flipped upside down. That is also fun. <laughs> Especially if you do the thing like Inkay. Oh. <laughs> You gotta turn your game upside down. Do you remember that? That oh, was yeah. oh, the yeah. best. Oh, That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> it's so, so silly. Because I love that. Yeah. Does that make sense for this? Because that's not how stalactites are formed. In fact, really, it doesn't make sense that... Because, like, stalagmites are formed as a result of stalactites being there in the dripping down, right? So, so it, re- it makes more sense that the stalactite would be the first stage. But that doesn't feel right. They're yeah. on the ceiling. They're up high. They're on the ceiling. Yeah. They're, they're cooler. I kind of want it to be that the first two stages are simpler and the, la- the last stage gets almost over the top bigger and more impressive. I want the difference between the middle and the final stage to be almost like going from Magikarp to Gyarados. Okay. You know? Like, okay, yeah. So I, th- I think I think I prefer the flippy upside down and it's floating. I mostly came up with the other stuff because you seemed like you didn't like the idea of it just floating. I'm not in love with it floating. You know what? It's kind of like Burmy. Burmy mm. is portrayed as hanging from a tree yes. and when you encounter it, it's pretty much exclusively found in trees and yeah. knocked out of trees in some way. Yeah. But then the way it's actually displayed with this model is it's kind of just floating. Yeah. So I guess it would be kind of like that in sure. game. Where it's an, it's implied that it is hanging onto some kind of surface. Yeah. Or maybe it's got like little claw feet like on the top of it. Oh. That it like holds oh, onto this. Oh, weird. <laughs> you, you don't like that? I, I didn't say I don't like it. I'm just saying it's weird. Because that's not a thing that the rocks themselves would have. No, but it's a Pokemon. <laughs> Especially if, like, the baby, I feel like it would have some, like, little nubbin. Some little toes on the bottom, uh, you know? And then the upper one, leaning into that dark type thing, mm. would have more kind of, like, claws that it holds onto the ceiling with. Huh. Mm. But one thing for sure is the stalactite form becomes narrower and longer. Yeah. It's not a one-to-one flipped upside down kind of deal. Yeah, it's definitely longer, sharper. There's a part of me that wants you to not see the mouth on the middle stage and have it feel a bit more monstrous in the way by lack of a mouth before it becomes the full monster. Yeah, no, I 
get that. It's like it's transitioning from having a mouth to being a part of a mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it it is essentially a tooth by that stage. Yeah. All right. So final stage. It's got like an almost frog shaped body, right? Yeah. I'm I'm picturing just like a big lump. Yeah. Very similar to Guzzlord in the general shape of his body. Squat legs at the bottom, like a big fat toad. Maybe claws on the end that are more rocky. The main focus is on this big gaping mouth that is jet black inside. You cannot see what can possibly be coming. It's got big eyes and very monstrous. Any design elements to add? No, I can just kind of see it yeah. in my head. Okay, let's talk about their names. <laughs> we said this a lot, but these are good words to work with. Stalactite, stalagmite. Ooh, mite especially see, for the baby. I hear you, but also bergmite has already used that part, so but, that's the part. But I, mite's no, little. I know, and I get it, and that's probably partly why it's called bergmite, because yeah. it's the little one. So I want to be careful about using that. Sure. Stalag, stalak. <laughs> Done. <laughs> you change one letter. What if it's just you take away the la in there? Stagmite and stactite. <laughs> Stactite's cute. I was thinking more about that for like the final form, yeah. but. And also there's dark type. Yeah. What are some like dark type words? Fear of the dark has a phobia, has multiple words that seem to refer to it. Nyctophobia seems to be the most common one, but also scotophobia or ligophobia. Hmm. You could get ligo in there to like, relate with stalagmite, staligo. Staligo? Staligo. Okay. And then it would be, you could take scota for the next one. St stalactite, stalacoto, stalac stalacoto. Stalacoto? Yeah, from scotophobia. And you're drawing on fears of the dark. I do like that. Yeah. And then you can do, we can put nyctophobia in for the final stage, which seems to be a more severe fear of the dark. Okay. And like, and then, so yeah, the final form, drawing on like a cave or cavern. Cavern, cavernous, cavernict. Cavernicto, because they've all got that O sounding at the oh, end. Oh yeah. So it could go cavernicto. So then it changes the way it starts, but it's still a through line with the evolution and it should change more of its name for this form because it changes its general it, form yeah. more. No, I actually, I'm, I'm into that. Staligo, Stelacoto, Cavernicto. Those sound like Pokemon names. They're weird as well. They are weird. And I don't hate that they're weird. Yeah. Like, that is not where I thought we'd have ended up with these names. No. But we've added we've added another depth to them. Yeah, which like, I think leans really well into like they're they're definitely dark type yeah, now. Yeah. The whole line rock dark, I think. Yeah. Okay. One last little thing that I like to do then would be abilities. I think one ability that our final stage Cavernicto would have, based on it being a mouth, it would have strong jaw. Sure. And get all those biting moves but then it wouldn't have had that in its previous stages because that wouldn't have made sense yeah another thought they could have one of the various water absorb abilities okay to play into the fact that they're made by the water dripping so they're not water type themselves but then they're not hurt by water in the same way that other rocks are because yeah. they were made that way yeah I like that I think that one probably ends up being the hidden ability because that would be really powerful because they're normally weak to water yeah and are you thinking that for all of them yeah I think that works as a through line for all of them water absorb is the simple classic one they regain HP if hit by it okay. and I feel like that's probably the one to go for that does feel like, like yeah you're getting hit by water so you are being given more mineral deposits yeah storm drain where it draws in water moves and boosts its special attack probably not quite right there's also water compaction uh, sandy gas ability where it raises defense and hit by water moves. but I think just water absorb I think makes water the most absorb sense. is right sturdy is a very common rock type ability but it doesn't feel right for these they're not no. especially sturdy they no. will be broken quite easily compared to most rocks yeah, they're surprisingly fragile. <laughs> oh, neither of the abilities that exist for it makes sense, but there's rough skin and iron barbs, which are two abilities where when they're hit by a physical move, they damage you back. 
Yeah. We could have something like that, like shards coming off of it. If you hit it, you get like hit back sure. by fragments of the rock. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Splinter? Yeah. Cool. Do you think that that's one that would become strong jaw because by that point it's not fragmenting in that same way? That's what I was thinking. Then we need one more. What about intimidate? Ooh, yeah. And we got our rocks. Nice. So today we've talked about our major mountainous area in the Osea region, the Misty Mountains. We've planned out terrain for them, ways you can explore them. We talked about how you navigate these caves with multiple elemental shard abilities, different tiers and levels and parts of the game where you might explore them. And then we made some Pokemon. Yeah. We made Stiligo, which evolves into Stilicoto, which evolves into Cavernicto. A Stalagmite that evolves into a Stalactite that evolves into a full cave mouth monster. Yeah. So thank you for listening to Pokemon. Makers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network such as Home Viewing, Them's the Facts, and our other show, Sorted. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara. And while you're there on Twitter, you can find us at Pokemakers. You can also find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pachu, P T C H E W. If you have any thoughts, ideas, anything at all that you're inspired by for the podcast, any ideas, suggestions for the podcast, like we had multiple people suggest ideas for this time, thank you so much. Any Anything else you want to share? Art based on the podcast? Anything. We'd love to see it all. We'd love to hear from you. It makes us so happy every time someone reaches out to it us. It really does. We lose our minds every time. <laughs> so thank you. In the meantime, gotta, gotta make them all. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hi, I'm Daniel, game master of the actual play podcast, No Dice. Join Magic Pikachu! Ixen. There's a score between me and doors, and so far, doors are zero. Perry. They definitely have a lot of daggers happening. They're, they're hiding in various spaces. Sayersha. I always love getting stories from adventurers. I, I really wish I could just have, you know, one of my own. And a whole host of guest players. You can find No Dice on the first Friday of every month on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or PocketPodcastNetwork.com.